Is there anyone here? What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. Good Friday the 13th evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Friday Night Live on Supernatural Confessions. My name is Eugene Tay. Joining me, you notice that our screen is quite different today, hmm. is... Wait, I'm hearing a lot of voices coming in from... My side, because I'm in a, I'm in a hotel, so... Hmm. This is... Classic Sonia Kurana going outside somewhere. <laughs> That's right. We will find out soon enough where you are right. Where in the world right now is Sonia Kurana? Uh, Kim is busy today. He is going somewhere where he has no connection. Uh, so he cannot join us, unfortunately. But he has done all the legwork, cutting today's confession, putting all the videos uh, together, including Know Your Hantu. So while he's not around, the spirit of Kim still remains. Unfortunately, none of us can tell the kind of jokes that Kim tells. So the club... I'm, I'm so sorry <laughs> you can you try. Yeah. I'm not going to try. I, I thank so many times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And now seeing for the very first time or probably the second time this year, very clearly, instead of standing down in one small box on the bottom right hand of the screen, he has his own vertical video today. His name is Joseph Dakota, JDC, the Apex Predator from Down Under. I don't know why I did Spirit Fingers, but Spirit Fingers. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. It felt like the most masculine thing to do, but it turned out to be the most unmasculine thing. Uh, like, good evening, jazz. everyone. Thank was you it... again for joining. Jazz oh, you're saying fingers. Something? Jazz Fingers. I said Jazz, yes. Jazz Fingers are very good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm somewhere interesting. Um, I'm in my podcast room, somewhere in the middle of somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sonia, um, you I'm not are in Sambawang. Yeah, so <laughs> you can't be as far as Sambawang. Where Where are you right now? I'm a little bit, just a bit further north. I'm up in Finland. Yeah, one more MRT stop away, Isn't that closer? <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm closer to the North Pole. I'm I'm actually in this town called Turku in Finland. And in Turku, um it's an older town, but if you go further north of Finland, Lapland, that's where Santa Claus is from. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's that's how much north I am. Uh, where well, where would you yeah. where would you be going when you finish this trip? <laughs> where will you fit yes, yes that, was a, that was a joke so you've taken over telling the jokes today huh? <laughs> yeah but yeah i i don't know I, I i tried searching for a very good joke but um like nothing ever <laughs> like like funny anything happens to me right like kind of just today i was walking past this, this kind of there's a there's a brothel near my work i work in a cd part of what? town so there's, no, there's a brothel wow. Yeah, there's a brothel down there, and there was a there was a sign. There, there, look, I, I didn't go in. I promised I didn't go in because there was a mm. sign. It was it was it, it was kind of out of business, right? It was mm. closed for the day, and mm. it just said, um, "It said beat it, we're closed." <laughs> I I wanted to say to to Stop say crying. you know so much about this place, and you've never been in. Hmm. 
I actually uh, was con- I was actually considering um actually going in for work. No jokes. No uh, jokes aside, I was uh-huh. considering going in for the, the the type of work that I do. They actually speak to sex workers. Um, um, I was I was hoping to have a sex worker on my podcast just to ask a few questions, um, especially about how they work with people who, you know, are in certain segments of society. That was going to be an interesting discussion, but I haven't got it. Hey. It's it, yeah, it's re- <laughs> research purposes, bro. Research purposes. I got no one believes me. <laughs> no one believes yeah. me. I was I going to say that, um, the place I'm staying in this used to be a prison right mm. up till 2007. It's a converted prison, mm. they've used the, the chains and the cell doors, as well as uh, any. Um, any of the railings they've used them mm-hmm. as decoration. See, wow! So we should uh, hopefully expect some some uh, yes. paranormal activity to happen in your screen. I, I know. So I just arrived here. I sent my bags up and everything, and the rooms used to be cells. <gasps> ah. Sonia, you cannot end today's live show without at least giving us a Finnish horror story from where you are. <laughs> yeah, you got to go and do some I mean, research and then give us a story yeah. before the end of the show. This was a state prison right up to 2007. This They converted it into a hotel just two years ago, 2020. Hmm. How old was it? How old is it? Uh, I'm not sure. I've not done okay. enough research. Because after I came here, then... I looked around and I realized they tried to preserve as much of it as possible. It's true essence. So the original bricks and they've kept yeah. as much as they can. So uh, I'll have more information later. Okay. More information. Uh, just also want to say uh, hello, not to forget the, the guy who's today not on the postage stamp, but still Crazy. there. Nonetheless, uh, Elvin De Cruz is working behind the scenes today. Uh, he doesn't want to show his face. Um, and we 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 are fine. We we're fine with that. Uh, he has some stuff to do. He doesn't want us to see him do his stuff. What? Whatever <laughs> stuff that. What? And that make, that makes me very nervous because he could yeah. be doing anything. He could he be could butt be naked. Yeah, juggling <laughs> two bananas, and we would have no clue what he's doing. Yeah, it makes me very nervous. Yeah, I don't uh, like it, Evan. I think I want to say hello to some new names. And um, if you're new to Supernatural Confessions, please say hello. We want to say hello to you too. Uh, regulars, thank you so much for coming back week after week. It really uh, makes us feel that what we are doing, spending time doing this show on Friday, really worthwhile. Uh, I remember when I was texting on a group chat and telling the guys, I'm sorry I cannot make Friday night for for a movie night I will have to do my live show. And Ariel actually said, you know what? If you're doing live show, we are all not going to be available on Friday night because we're all going to be watching live shows. So thank you so much, Ariel, for saying that. Yeah. Uh, some new names like Mr. David, Izu79, Im74, uh, Imagine Merlins. Uh, I think the clock says it's new, right? Sounds like a new guy there. Uh, we have KK <laughs> back again, <laughs> Lemon25, Frankie, that can be arranged. Hi, guys and girls. Uh, I know there's one from, from New Zealand as well. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Chris Pilgrim uh, is back again, I think, for a second time. Izuru, Joseph, uh, all, all, all some uh, relatively new. Ramesh says today better be scary because it's Friday 13. I will have you guys mm. know a little bit history of Friday 13 later on up, up today as well. And on Facebook, we have Ericsson, uh, SQ Fong, Mark Shippo, Carlos Cole, uh, Ko Chuan Chong, um, KK Heng <laughs> on both sides. KK Heng is on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello. 
Yeah, so hello to all of you. If you're listening to us on podcast on Monday and you're wondering who are these people and why are we rattling off names, that's because every Friday Night Live, we are streaming live uh, on both Facebook, Supernatural Confessions, as well as on YouTube, Supernatural Confessions. So take your pick. Even if you want to just watch us, you don't like social media, you want to watch us live stream on our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. But now, after speaking so much, I'm a little bit thirsty for some coffee. Uh, JDC, what do travelers do? Yeah. You know what? If you're thirsty for coffee, wouldn't it be nice if some of our fans actually bought us a coffee? That would be wow. nice, wouldn't it? Like a coffee or even a tea, Tarek. And so, I don't want to you know, oh, I want yeah. a chai latte. It's cold where I am. You see, Tanya, you know, you you just you're the just you're just going to be the difficult part. Like, can I have the soy latte with almond uh, milk, uh, with a with a few <laughs> with a few strands? Of organic saffron. saffron. I would like, yes, I'd like organic saffron, please. I, I knew, oh my God. Well, and okay, then, look. You know, while you're at it, please grate a little bit of nutmeg and, you know, a smattering of it on top. This is why we need people to buy us a coffee. So if you want to buy Sonia's Frankenstein coffee, um, <laughs> please help us out because we can't afford Sonia's coffee. We really can't. We can't. It's not like uh, it yeah, you know, saffron is it's worth more its weight than in gold, right? So yes. you know, she's got expensive taste. So in order to, <laughs> to kind of help that, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash se Friday Live. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash se Friday Live and buy us a coffee. We'll be eternally grateful to all of you. So maybe JDC, you could put the link in the comment section. We'll pin it to the, to the post. So what can Let's you expect that. from today? We have three confessions from you. One, know your hunt to. And uh, I will be sharing some stories because I read the group chat and some of you asking about hotel stories. I have one to share from uh, Rasa Sinoza. Uh, another story oh, okay. to share about botanical gardens. So today will be chock full of stories. We don't have a guest with us, but I heard a little bird tell me that Jim Cole will be coming on next Friday. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Uh, names as well, like Kara, Iman, and a lot of other names that made the list. Uh, we will be contacting you guys to appear on our show as well. So if you want to appear on our show as a live guest, telling your stories live, uh, the best place to do so is go to supernaturalconfessions.com. My number is there. WhatsApp me directly or message me. All right. Moving on to the first part of the show. Elvin, do you have anything for us that you cruise the internet for? Okay, shit, explain <laughs> everything. Moving on to the segment after the shit segment, we have JDC uh, doing housekeeping of the week. JDC, what do you have for us? Oh, so he doesn't have it? Thank God. I was, I was hoping that Alvin didn't have what I thought he was going to have. But that's okay. Let's, uh, let's just go on to my freaking segment. <laughs> um, Alvin, could you please um, put up the picture? Now, what I'm going to explain is that this was a... Have you got it? Yeah, there we go. So this was, a, this was a post by Alicia Xiao Tamari, right? And mm. she basically is talking about how there's this entity that's appearing in her office, appeared twice. And it was very light in terms of the description of what she's seen. But I think she works at some, it almost looks like a hospital, right? I don't know if you think, it, it, it almost looks like a hospital to me. And that this apparition seems to be kind of appearing um, inside a room looking out. So the left side of the picture is basically uh, an image that she's taken with a camera. And I think what it's meant to show was that in that little kind of rectangular space, 
there appears to be, I'm just, you know, going off on the image she's drawn on the right, someone that has long hair and possibly a shoulder on the right-hand side. Now, a few people have gone on the post and said, hey, I don't see anything in the photo, but there's a real strange vibe about the place. And Alicia has drawn that picture. Now, again, I don't know if that picture deliberately has no face on it or if she blurted out. I don't think she's blurted out, but it looks like a gray kind of mess down here. Mm. And it, um, I do not like things with no face. Mm. I, 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 need, I need to know. I need to know if it's looking at me, if it's smiling at me, if it's winking at me. Tell me. You know, if, if, if an apparition appears with no face like that, that's got to be quite creepy. Mm. Yeah, it's, when, when you find things like this, um, those of us without the gift of sight, we really cannot see anything. But that doesn't mean just because we can't see it, uh, that others don't. And in this case, uh, a platform like Supernatural Confessions, we have other people with the sight as well, and they corroborate, and they actually tell you that they can see things or feel something there. Now, I off off. Off the bat, I do not feel anything, but I, I agree with you, JDC, that anything without a face is freaking scary. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's yeah. that's because we are hardwired to look for faces. That's why with the pareidolia, even when you look around, sometimes you see faces out of shadows or just contours on um, in trees and on buildings. We are hardwired. Our, we are, our sight is, uh, it will seek out faces mm. and we tell so much of a person's emotion based on their face yeah so but, to not mm. see it in that picture i can understand how you feel about that jdc mm. very interesting comments are coming in both from youtube and facebook guys uh, so if you see anything <laughs> any comments you want to read out please please just go ahead um in fact uh, those of the fans who have been following up on that post they said the op alicia couldn't see the face there is no okay face. So, so what, when I'm looking at the post, what she said is that um, she was not able to see the clay, the face clearly. Um, so there's a guess. But then again, you know, we have received a lot of reports of people seeing apparitions when the face is quite fuzzy yeah. and they're just not quite able to make up features, mm. which is quite strange. Yeah. So even if it's things that in the picture, it doesn't have anything, but the room, the vibe of the room does. So the photo was taken, but in that photo... There's no entity there, but there were things, the vibe was in the room. Apparently, Kara Wong has explained in the post as well. So if you're on the, the page or the group, uh, go check out this particular post. Or JDC, if you're all right there right now, is there mm -hmm. anything from Kara Wong that you want to share? Um, yes, uh, she actually posted, um, I was reading her comments um, a little bit before. Let me just scroll down. And okay, so basically, she, she talks about her two cents worth, right? So she's saying, firstly, there's nothing physically in the photo but there's something in that room. Um, she, she, so I'm going to read it. Sometimes I discourage photos because you can see them, but not necessarily with the naked eye. The mm. gift of the sight doesn't work that way. I agree with your description of a long-haired, faceless female. Oh, I don't like that. Mm. Um, so the second point, which is quite interesting, because visually, when we see something with long, dark hair, white, and, and even with no face or with a face, we tend to associate it with well, checkbone. Yeah. Pontiana, yeah. right? But she says it is not Miss P. And if it is, she doesn't ask for help. She's one of those demons that has a sad history, but is unfortunately um, not benevolent at all. So mm. she's discounting the fact that it's a Pontiana. 
the third point she goes she goes it appears um to you because your table is strategically placed to be in front of it and be noticed and she's suggesting that perhaps feng shui um that that area where she's sitting down is a little more yin which is kind of resulting in her seeing this kind of this, this spirit of this ghost mm. when yeah. i looked at the pic at the picture the picture that you put up earlier and i saw it on the page as well yeah it did look shadowy you know and the way the shadows were and what uh when the light was on it you can imagine of something there yes and that's mm -hmm. what i got out of that picture as well like you can kind of make something out but it wasn't very clear but you know how our imagination is I, yeah. I like what Goat uh, from YouTube has, in the comment section, he posted this, and I, I tend to agree with this as well, um, this angle that Goat has mentioned. It is an evil entity. And evil entities don't play fair. It's evil. If you don't like faceless, it will appear faceless because these are the entities that can read your thoughts, your fears, and it will appear to you in its most horrifying state to scare the hell out of you because that's how they get their goat on. That's a... Uh, that's, uh... Um, it's quite similar to what we hear about entities who feed off negativity or feed off negative energy and fear being something that these things tend to kind of feed on. Now, I, yes. I don't know whether I agree or, or disagree with that. I think it's just one of those theories out there. But I'll keep that in mind because, you know, if it doesn't like faceless and it will appear faceless, and I just want to say to all the evil entities out there, I do not like Elizabeth Olsen. So, you know, I, I, I just dislike her in, in everything. Or oh, Scarlett Johansson, disgusting, scares the shit out of me. Reverse psychology, eh? Hey, that's my job, literally. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for this one on um, uh, housekeeping. This, this, if you like and if you enjoy what you just heard on housekeeping, you want to find out more. Uh, do join a community at Supernatural Confessions or SC Must Be The Hantu on Facebook. Uh, we do mm. ask that if you want to join us, uh, there are a few rules to, to follow. Uh, I think the first most commonsensical rule is you got to believe in the Hantu. Don't point going to a group that talks about such phenomena and only to go there and like, ghosts don't exist. Then why are you doing a group, right? So... If you enjoy paranormal, supernatural discussions, that everything could be the hantu, must be the hantu, and you enjoy that discussion, then this group is for you. Go check us out on Facebook. Uh, also, we have stories and other content on our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. If you like video confessions, check us out on YouTube. All right. Okay, today being Friday the 13th, I felt that we should talk a little bit about Friday the 13th. And this mm -hmm. goes out to both uh, you, uh, you guys as well online. If you know the answer for a fact, right? Uh, don't don't give the answer away. I'm trying to get people to guess. Right? Uh, this goes out to Sonia as well, to, to JDC. Mm -hmm. Do you know the origins of Friday the 13th? Um, I haven't really looked at it, so not really. It's not been an interest, but I don't know. Sonia, um, you, hazard a guess. Um, all my guesses are going to be dirty and gutter-minded, so I'm not even going to... What? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, it's really I'm, bad. I'm going with... it. Can it be... Could it be linked to some sort of a pagan festival of some sort? Something must have happened on Friday 13th somewhere, and then it 
continued and remained through the course of history. And I'm saying I'm going to go with Pagan Festival. <laughs> Pagan Festival. Okay. Anybody else want to give it a shot? Tax Day, uh, Demon Raining. Okay, no, not that one. Uh, a movie from the nineteen eighties. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go from money. Nineteen eighties. Nineteen eighties. Movie from okay. the nineteen eighties. Oh, the, the, the Friday Thirteen, the movie. Okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna go. It has something to do with a commercialization of something, because mm -hmm. I think one of the motivations for 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 human behavior to create things like that is people can capitalize on it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know some of us are definitely in the conspiracy theory uh, groups because I hear Templars coming out, Templars running out and killed on Friday. I think mm. you guys are right, totally right on that. However, wow. yes, however, the history of uh, uh, Unlucky 13 was actually something that's quite recent, as recent as in the 1907. Mm -hmm. uh, 1907, you consider recent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not not as not as far back as say the, the Templars and you know the ten PC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, there, some people will even say it goes back as far as from Norse, uh, the Norse folklore. Uh, there were there was a, a god that called for uh, twelve gods to appear for a party, and Loki was the thirteenth god that came down and killed Baldur, and that's when the whole world went to darkness, and that's mm. the unlucky number thirteen. And actually, back in history, there was Friday was considered unlucky, and thirteen was considered unlucky separately. But once a year on a Gregorian calendar, there's Friday the thirteen, and that's when people say that must be the most unluckiest day of the year, right? And it got so bad that in America, Western Western uh, society, taking MC on Friday the thirteen is actually low key condoned. Like if you tell people I don't come to work today, it's Friday the thirteen. For a long time, it was allowed. Whereabouts again? Sorry? In, in, in where? In, uh, uh, oh, America. are you serious? Yeah, which wow. country? America. United States. America! Fuck yeah! <laughs> America! Yeah. So, United uh, States. So apparently, uh, according <laughs> to some documents, 1907 from a popular novel, Friday the 13th, contributed to the popularizing of that super. Uh, also where uh, unscrupulous broker takes advantage of superstition to create Wall Street panic and that happens on Friday 13. There's also a guy who mm. claims that Friday is unlucky and 13 is unlucky. He happened to die on Friday the 13th. So there have been a lot of things in history <laughs> where bad shit happens on Friday on the number 13. But you're mm. right. In, 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 in modern, in modern uh, culture, um, because, again, it's more of a Western thing than anything else. Like in Singapore, I don't think we truly believe Friday the 13th. Right? We talk about it in movies. We, 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 we just kind of adopted the Western culture. But uh, Sonia, you are in Finland right now. Yes. Right? They have a, a superstition as well. In Finland, a consortium of governmental and non-governmental organizations led by the Ministry of Social Affairs and mm. Health promotes the National Accident Day to raise awareness about automotive safety, which always fall on a Friday the 13th because apparently <laughs> in Finland, the highest number of automobile accidents happen on Friday the 13th. Oh, now you tell me. I was on the highways for two hours <laughs> going at 120 kilometers. Mm. Now you, you tell me. You see? You see? Yeah. Finish lah. In Spain, in Spain, they don't have Friday the 13th. <laughs> They have Tuesday the 13th. That's a bad what? luck for them. Tuesday. 
And in Italy, they have Friday the 17th. It's bad luck for them. You're naming all the countries. I was recently. Yeah, summer. Take summer. Bring summer. 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 Yeah. In Germany? What about Germany? No, Germany don't care. There's Ger there's she's Germans don't give a shit about whether unlucky they are not. Every day is yeah. gonna be fucking lucky. They will just steamroll over everything. What about in Sri Lanka? Again, not not celebrated there, not not observed there. So very few countries actually uh actually only in the Western world that Friday thirteen seems to be a bad thing. Or the number thirteen seems to be I mean, look, you can be unlucky any or lucky anytime. And if there's enough people that sit around and say, I was unluckiest on this day, then it becomes cemented, right? Then yeah. everybody's going to say Friday 13, wow, so unlucky. Ah. Mm. But it can happen anytime to anyone. At and, and Sonia, you mentioned that uh, it's pagan culture, right? That That's yeah. where Friday 13 mm. came from. Do you know, according to Chris Pilgrim, and I believe I heard read this as well, for pagans, especially in the weekend, uh, in Rika, Friday the 13th is a lucky day. Mm. I was number 13 on my class register. I it was a very lucky number for me. So I don't mm. I don't yeah, I don't get this. And you know what it is? If you fear something enough, everything can go bad. Like, like if you say oh, Friday the 13th, I'm gonna be afraid to leave my house. God forbid you stab yourself accidentally or something. <laughs> it's like you get so consumed by the fear that everything and anything that happens can be attributed to that very fear. It's, there's nothing really big happening in, in WA about Friday the 13th. Yeah, It's just another day. In fact, it's like Friday. Yeah, thank God it's Friday. Yeah. There, there, there's not that. that, yeah. I'm like, oh, Friday, weekend's here almost. Mm. End of the work week and, and yeah. all of that, right? For those That's that end work on, on yeah. Friday. Because we are in Singapore, we are in Asia. I'm going to share with all you listeners out there from New Zealand and everywhere else that you come from outside of Singapore or in Asia. We are not so much scared of Friday. In fact, we all love Friday. <coughs> 13 mm. or 17 or any other day. But there's Friday. one particular day in the week that most Asians, Malays and Chinese, tend to respect that they very, very much. And apparently, in the military, in army, in Singapore National Service, this is the day that there is no night training. Ooh, Thursday? Thursday. Is it Thursday? Thursday. Why? Malam Sonia, Jumat. Why? Tell, tell, tell our listeners why Thursday. I think I spoke about it before, about the Muslims. It's, uh, it's the holiest, I think. Is that what it was? Something about Malam Jumaat. No, yes, it's, Malam I can't remember. I, I, from what I understand, it's like the the, the gates of hell are, are open for a little while, if I'm <laughs> not wrong. Something to that effect. It. I thought. <laughs> I know that after Maghrib is the worst time that you can go out. Yeah, yeah. But I can't remember why about Malam Jumaat. I, I got a couple of objections hearsay coming from the, the the comment section. Apparently, no such thing. Thursday are not still outfield, still go training. <laughs> <laughs> People who are in the military. Right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so the fans are saying that it's a day where spiritual energy is the highest. It's right. Hal Jumat. Oh, yeah. Malam Jumaat, yeah, Thursday night. Uh, Catherine Lang Langa, Catherine Lang Lang, Lang. Lang. Catherine Lang, Lang yeah. Says Christ was crucified on a Friday, 13 as number of disciples during the Last Supper. And yeah, Chua I'm Elaine, not, I'm not I'm not spanking anyone. This is my handy back scratcher. I've become an officially <laughs> an old man and I love it. 
<laughs> best thing ever created. Yeah. All right. So I'll get you the 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 metal one that is extendable. Oh, you get the one with the like, like looks like 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 claws. Yeah. And I can like yes. And then I'll scratch my back. Someone goes, oh, see, see, spirit, spirit, scratch your back, spirit, scratch your back. <laughs> make so, it, make it look skeletal and all, right? The yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm outnumbered today. I, I got two rational on the team. I, I'm going to be the only one in camp. Must be the hunter holding the fort. Team, yeah, we left me on my own. Yeah, yeah. Where's your offsider? Not here, right? What are you going to do? Nothing. Take you guys on, man. Take both of you guys on. Anyway, that's all we have for uh, this Origins of Friday the 13th. Hopefully, you guys learned something new. As always, on Supernatural Confessions, it's not just about the Hantu story. We try our best to entertain you with our charming personality. Uh, most times, we have a uh, joke <laughs> of the week. We do want to share information with you. Hey, try, la, try a joke. I also want to laugh. Come don't have any ready no, for this. No. Yeah. <laughs> Caught me at a bad time. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who just joined us and thinking, what is this three clowns about? Why are they always bickering? That's because uh, the three of us have very diverse role and responsibility in this show. When a confession comes in or when we look at a confession, most times we understand that audience, you guys, you will have different varying degrees of belief, different spectrums of belief. Some will believe wholeheartedly. That's, everything is the hantu, that's me. Some will, no matter, Christ can walk on water in front of you and turn your water to wine, you just disbelieve everything. And then there's everyone else in the middle. So what we're trying to find is, when we listen to a supernatural confession, what are the possible options that this can be? And that's where the interesting part of the discourse really comes in. So today you can either be Camp Eugene Tay, Camp JDC, or Camp Sonia, depending on where your belief system falls on. But let's take a listen at our very first confession for tonight. And this one is, Who is that? Titled, Who is that? Confessed by Alex, and is narrated by Mark. Elvin, take it away. Who is that? By Alex. This happened approximately three to four weekends ago. I was having trouble sleeping one night and decided to relocate myself to our guest bedroom. This guest bedroom, however, had always made me feel uneasy. However, on this night, I fell asleep reasonably quickly. Waking up the next morning around 9am, which I have to admit was a little late for me even on a weekend, I began my usual morning routine by browsing through my phone. Eventually, I got up to pee in the bathroom, which was next to the guest bedroom, as well as the home office. After easing myself, I popped my head into the home office, where I saw my wife editing pictures on a computer. We exchanged morning pleasantries before heading to the kitchen to make my morning coffee. Sitting down on the couch with my coffee, I spent about an hour scrolling through social media and watching TikTok videos to pass time. Then I heard something that gave me a fright. The opening of the garage doors. You see, the passcode was only known to myself, my wife, my parents and parents-in-law. However, my parents and parents-in-law would always give us a heads up and not turn up unexpectedly. My heart dropped when I saw my wife walking in. I asked her where she was coming back from and she said that she had a doctor's appointment in the morning, then headed to the office to help out with some work. I am confused with what I had experienced. 
I know I was not sleeping well for a period of time. However, I believe that I still managed to get a normal amount of sleep. I did not experience any illusions or weird carrying over effects. You know that the sighting <laughs> of a doppelganger is almost as common, if not more common, than sleep paralysis. Wow. Mm -hmm. Are you serious? Mm. Okay, that's interesting. A lot of people have encountered such uh, a phenomena and they always try to, okay, maybe maybe I forgot, maybe my, it's my imagination, but there have been so many repeated cases and these are the only few that made it to the confession. Have you had your own uh, encounter? Seen? I know you don't, you personally don't have, but your dad hmm. did, right? My my mom, actually my mom and my dad, um, my, my dad's story was that um, for those who uh, are new here, I'll, I'll retell that story for those who are... It's been know, a year ago, so you can probably retell it. If exactly, it's, it's been a while back. Yeah. So before my dad became a, a, a psychiatric nurse in WA, when we first migrated over, he worked as a dishwasher in um, uh, one of the big kind of hotels down here, right? So he was... He was he was he was employed to kind of like take up the the dishes from the dishwasher, and apparently it's a huge machine. It's not that not like a dishwasher that you'd see in the house. So he was washing. He was taking the, the dishes out, and as he was doing so, he was able to look underneath the the dishwasher, and he saw a pair of feet come in, and oh. a, a pair of feet start walking out. And Dad remembered thinking, going, "Oh, this is this must be let's call him John. This must be John." What's he doing coming back here? Because it's not, it's not time for him to do that, and it's not his uh, his break time as well. So perhaps he's come in to steal some food and take it and go and eat somewhere else. I think when I spoke to my dad, that's what my dad was saying. So dad says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch him." So as this guy walked out, my dad followed him, not too close behind, but enough that he could actually see this person, and I think it resembled the friend that he thought it was. And my dad kind of crept you know kind of like a ninja followed him a little bit and he he noticed that as he was doing so this person was walking deeper and deeper into the bowels of the hotel and i think it was going underneath the, the you know there's there's kind of like tunnels and service entrances at the bottom of the hotel and he was following him and that was going this is really strange like what is this guy doing why why is he coming to this area and he was about to turn around a corner and that was going I think I, I think I got him because dad knew there was a, a dead end around the corner. And then I think dad just turned around and went, there was no one there. There was no one there at all. And my dad was saying there was no way this person could have gone anywhere else because it was dead end. There were no doors to the side. Um, and dad was quite quite visibly distressed about this and he went upstairs um he read you know started doing his work someone had actually come in i think after that and noticed my dad's distress and asked him what was wrong and my dad told him and this guy in in typical um i think he was from singapore as well he says ah yeah this kind of things happen here all the time yeah. and and from what they heard from what happened is i think this person that my dad saw was a suicide case, a guy that had jumped off the um, hotel, I think some weeks back. So yeah, mm. and it, it's got that quality, I think, with doppelganger cases, right? You think it's someone, 
that you know that there's nothing there when you first see this person to suggest that anything paranormal is going on. So you just see your mom, you see your friend, you know, you see a, a, your brother, and you go, hi, and this person most of the time kind of interacts with you, right? Mm. They're like, they, uh, yeah, how uh, everything's going fine, great. And then you leave, you turn around the corner, the same person's walking the same that way. Right. right? Well, I say it's very common because it happened to a lot of people that I know firsthand, first-hand encounter, like direct one degree of separation. Mm. My mom saw uh, mm. uh, a doppelganger as well. I saw two in my lifetime, a friend of mine, uh, Jane, one of the oh, other. Oh, goodness. Yeah, contributor of uh, supernatural fashions. She walked home one evening uh, after she got back from work. She saw her father there reading newspaper. So she go, "Oh, hello, dad!" And yeah, like all the duplicate girls will react to you. Yeah, um, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. behavior. She goes to the kitchen. She walks out. Her dad drives in. Oh, it's like who was that? Like, there's no way from the kitchen to come back. Her dad could run to the car, drive, drive out, and then come back in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My my kids have said that about me. They they said they saw me walking down my hallway, but I wasn't even home. So they thought I'd come home, and when they checked, I wasn't even home. Hmm. So it, it's a cultural thing because I think a lot of like um, I think the Paranakans and the and, and the Eurasians we have a thing where we say that you know some for some people they seem to have this second second them the second person. Yeah, you know, I I think the same thing was said about my grandmother, who they reckon had you know people people usually say, hey, I sort of saw you at the market, or you know, I thought I saw you there. How can you come back mm. so quickly? I think maybe certain people have this ability, and when I say ability, I mean that there's a theory that this is not actually a doppelganger, but an mm. astral projection. I was going yeah. to I was going to go mm. with astral projection too, and so when the kids told me that, I said, did you miss me that much that you <laughs> saw me? Yeah. So, you know, some, sometimes sometimes um, with the whole astral projection thing, I, I actually like the idea of astral projection and being able to send your thoughts <laughs> and people picking these things up intuitively as well. I, I like yeah. that very much. I find it a very connected kind of a, of a thing. But when it came to the children saying that, and I asked them, did you miss me that much? Are we then able to project that, mm. that we miss, that we want to see, we're looking for that? Or you're a twin. I, I had someone say that about me. Yeah, the, uh, in the, London. There's just there's, there's <laughs> theories about that where you know, I, and I think again, I seven, from... right? Isn't it seven? Did seven, um, seven of us all over the world? Yeah, but not so much a twin that is physically existing or, or, or um, you know, exists somewhere out there in the world, but rather that when your parent, when your mom had you, perhaps there was a twin there with you but only you survived that pregnancy oh yeah we... yeah and then what they're seeing is actually a twin and not you actually i want to open this up to all the all those of you who are listening in right now watching this please in your comment section and on facebook or youtube please let us know what do you think this phenomenon is how would you best explain this is this a cross over multiverse is this an extra projection is this a twin that did not make it but you did, and that's a spirit version of you. I love, mm. I love that concept. It's the first time I'm actually hearing it, uh, Joe, and, I, and I'm, I'm actually falling in love with that particular concept. So let us know in the comment section what do you think is the most likely explanation for this? Hantu, uh, something paranormal, something supernatural? I'm very interested to find out what you guys have to say about this. <laughs> yeah. 
for me, if oh. I miss someone enough, I'm going to see this person everywhere. So, you know, it's like that fleeting side of the eye kind of a thing. But that's just me projecting. So, mm. yeah, Alejandro's, lots and lots of Alejandro's all over the place. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's get let's get straight to the comment to see uh, what people are saying. Uh, since on multiverse can ask from Doctor Strange too, he said that when we dream, we are dreaming of another Earth in a parallel universe. Oh yes, is this true? Well, no, I mean, no spoilers, no spoilers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys. I don't know whether we can claim any of this is true today, but I think what we can do is throw all these ideas and see how best. Uh, each of these ideas can stick and you might find something that really, really, uh, that you like. I mean, we'll never mm. be able to know if it's true or not. Uh, can't be unborn twin. Saravaran says, the spirit wouldn't even have come into this realm if you died at the childbirth. But then Saravaran, what? Sorry? Uh, Saravaran, uh, Dina Dayalan says, it can't be the yeah. unborn twin because the spirit wouldn't even have come into this realm. But in the Taoist uh, uh, belief, a, a, a child of a unborn, a spirit of an unborn child can also come to this realm. So again, probably depends what on which Christianity. In Christianity, when when does the the baby conception at conception, right? The soul yeah, conception. Yeah. In, in in certain religions, and again, please forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, I've had this told to me by a friend. Like for example, in Hinduism, it's around three months. Um, when the spirit does enter the and, and I and I don't know. So the different cultures, yeah, had different understandings as to when that um that fetus mm -hmm. becomes a living person. Yeah, um, because yeah. because as as far as we we understand, the, mm. the human body is a vessel. So to have the spirit enter the vessel when, when that differs from culture to culture, religion, religion. Mm. Uh more interesting uh comments have just came in. Saladin L as well oh, as uh uh, uh, Saravaran again. Uh, mm. says Jin or another spirit that wants you to believe that it's your loved one. A cheeky spirit just pretending, oh. taking its form. Harmless, harmless. More yeah. cheekiness than anything else. Mark Shipper. Um, yeah, sorry. Mark Shipper writes My dog was put to sleep in the afternoon by my sis, which I didn't realize, but he appeared to me in the night. Could this be a doppelganger? It's usually uh, that that is what I would usually class like a like an apparition or or, or, mm. or a spirit. Whereas a doppelganger seems to be um the like a manifestation of something of that's already living. You know, so if yeah. I if I'm um say for example, I'm in Finland and then Eugene sees me walking in Singapore, like like how can that how can that be? So hmm. Yeah. I astral yeah. traveled. <laughs> Perhaps. Anthony Lee says something that uh, I was told when I was uh, a lot younger as a child. Uh, remember, I grew up in a Pranakan family and I told you my grandma, everything's the hantu, right? So this was what I've got from her. When you see someone like your dad at home or your parents at home, it sometimes is the guardian spirit. The penunggu. Penunggu. <laughs> the Panungu, the, the garden Pungu, of the house yeah. is the one that uh, takes on that form. Mm. So usually the one at Pungu. home... I'd like to think that it's a... Sorry? A comforting thing, no, like, right? If you see a loved one. Isn't it? Isn't it a, they usually take the form of the most authoritative thing? person at home. 
Like if it's a father figure, right? He's the, the head of the house. Mm-hmm. The spirit will take on uh, the father figure. My uh, God! In this case, your kids are seeing you. So I guess who we know who wears the pants at home, lah. Obviously, yeah. it's me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't don't you don't have to worry, uh, JDC. The, the you probably won't see a doppelganger of yourself uh, at home. Yeah, I I I don't. Hey, don't put child on that on air, bro. <laughs> so Look, I, I, I've I've heard a few people talk about wanting to hear Kim's joke. So, um, I, I, Kim Kim's actually on um YouTube at the YouTube. moment. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's having a gay old time there, having a chat with everyone, and and you know just like having a holiday today. Yeah. Thanks for that, Kim. But hey, I'm, I'm I want to I want a joke. Tell I'm going to I'm going to channel Kim for a little bit, right? And I'm going to tell a very Kim joke. It's a very <laughs> dirty joke. Remember, I'm channeling Kim. This is not from me. This is this is this is Kim coming through me. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm getting something. I'm getting something. Um, why, why, why do women have orgasms? Why? Just another reason to moan, really. Kim, how can you tell this kind of joke, Kim? <laughs> I, I, this is Kim. You're not even here, and you're telling this disgusting joke. Stop it. I'm, I'm not telling you again. No. <laughs> Horrible, horrible man. Another reason to move. No, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm really sorry for that. Yeah, what happened again? Our uh, co-host Kim was terrible jokes. Terrible jokes. Yeah, horrible. (laughs) Moon and his fucking guys. (laughs) (laughs) You see, you see, foul language. (laughs) Okay, let's go on to the very next confession that we have tonight. This one is. Also, a very uh, doppelganger type of story. Uh, we thought it'd be very oh. interesting to keep this theme because there's a lot to talk about, clearly from the from the comment section. Mm-hmm. This one is Mimic by, um, narrated by Linda. Uh, unfortunately, the name of this confessor is hard for me to pronounce and I'm not going to try to mangle it, but Linda did a very good job uh, telling the name during the, uh, the narration. Elvin, take it away. This next supernatural confession comes from Anamoya. It is entitled, The Mimic. Hi there. I'm curious to know how many of you out there have experience with what I call the mimic. I call it this because I'm unsure exactly what it is, but on a couple of occasions I've heard or seen someone I know, only to later realize they weren't actually there. My very first encounter with the Mimic was when I was coming home from visiting a friend. As I pulled into the driveway, I looked up at the kitchen window. Inside, I saw my mum doing the dishes, as she would do each night in that exact spot. I opened the car door, locked it, and started walking towards the gate. That's when I noticed that my car was the only one there, and I froze. I instantly called my parents and told them what I'd seen, only for them to laugh it off and think I was making it all up. I sat in my car until they arrived about half an hour later and wondered what exactly I'd just experienced. My second encounter was with my now husband's father. He was the type of person who had a very dominant presence. He used to wear heavy leather boots which he stomped around in and he had a distinctive way of clearing his throat. Often, when I walked past his room when he was out, I would get a very bizarre feeling. 
it was almost like he was there, watching us. One night, we threw a party and gathered some friends, and all of us heard his distinctive boots and him clearing his throat <coughs> in his bedroom. My now husband and I both looked at each other with an odd look, a quizzical look. Then our friend said, Oh, is your dad here? Of course, when we went to check, he wasn't. It was just another creepy encounter with the mimic. I wish I knew what caused this strange phenomena. Is it some type of spirit? A type of astral projection? Or even a time overlap? I'm just not sure and I don't think I can never figure it out. I'm curious to see if anyone else has experienced this strange phenomena and what others think. Have you seen or heard something similar? Since we're on the topic of doppelganger and mimic, there's a story that I want to share with you guys. This was told to me by somebody I interviewed. <clears throat> See, I got, someone said I clear throat a lot. I don't even realize that. <clears throat> Just like the story, the guy had a very distinctive way of clearing his throat. What are the most common, common occurrence of doppelganger or mimic in this case? A mimic, I think, is, is the same thing, right? Mimic, they, mimic would be an entity that takes on your form. Uh, same way of uh, Doppelganger would do it as well. There's one scary story from the, the, the NS side of things where I've, I've heard this guy tell me. He was doing guard duty. Um, this was in Takong. Right? It was in Takong. And it was doing one of those camp... Um, uh, ATEC? Not ATEC. Uh, uh, it, it was an exercise that you would have to pretend, go through the, the, the whole routine as if it's really um, a war simulation. Uh, they put corn wire around the area and you have tentage inside and there'll be guard duty personnel who would walk around and do guard duty outside, right? The, the, yeah. the perimeter. So these two guys was walking with their rifle, walking around the perimeter and then they saw somebody right, in the distance squatting down, right? Moving, I mean, someone was moving, moving, moving uh, in the peripheral vision, right? Uh, and then squatting down in the bush. So they saw, both of them, guard duty personnel, saw someone moving and then squat, wearing the army grey t-shirt and the pants. From the bota head and everything, because everyone in, in BMT looks alike, so, hmm. and because you're so near camp and at night someone's walking out, you, you do not think it's the hantu. It's not your first, your first thought. It's just somebody at night, stomach ache, need to go and take a shit, right? But being 18, 19 year old boys, when someone takes a shit, you go disturb the fella. Yeah, hundred percent. Even now, Mike, mira, Mike, mira, you go there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not gonna leave the guy alone. So they walk towards him, torchlight, everything, and flash, flash, flash. Hey, go for the inn, bro. Go for the inn, lah. Okay. The roll, yeah. So the guy was just squatting there, and when they got really close, they felt they both felt huh, something was wrong. There was that mm. it just overcome that suddenly just goosebumps all start to rise from the, the mic 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 and then they suddenly just hey fuck something's not right we both feel something's not right without talking to each other they say hey fuck lah mind just let's just go lah right there's a little leave mic alone they walk away but they still did not feel right okay just keep turning back keep turning back keep flashing the guy was still there so eventually they made one round and they walk back to the spot again. Hey, 
That's when they realize, if this guy was taking a shit, why didn't he have his pants down? His pants were still on. Oh. He was just squatting down. And that's when they walked towards him. When this, when they got close enough to, to want to see his face, this thing stood up right, and walked into the lalang. Because there's, there's a lot of, of, uh, of foliage around. Is this the first time or the second time? The second time they, they got the second time, second yeah, yeah, round. Yeah. Okay, second round, right? It walked right through, and you Ooh. can see things and <laughs> move. And they were like, "What the fuck?" Because they just felt it was wrong. Then it, they didn't want to chase the thing. They just went back to camp and say, "Hey, uh, sergeant, sergeant, we saw one soldiers walk through the lalang patch. Huh? Mm. Then everybody was woken up, all coming out of the tent. Hey, ro- head count, head count, head count. Right. And remember, this was a conwire fence. It was mm. a Penstock area. Uh, it would be very silly of anyone to try to jump or climb over Con- Constantina wire. Right? So there's only one way in, one way out. As, as I said, it was an exercise. It was fortified. So when they were counting headcount and everything, it would be very clear if someone had walked in and joined the, the company. Okay. No one did. All headcount was accounted for. So who the hell was that guy that squatted there and walked out to the lalang? This was not something that can happen, like a missing soldier just happened mm. to do that. And when they went back to the Lalang spot area, if this was a soldier walking through, his boots would have trampled over the Lalang, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would yeah. have yeah. the Lalang flattened down. Flattened, yeah. yes. Or at least yeah. parts of it would have been broken, like yes. tracks. Yes. They, they saw the Lalang parted as the thing moved in, but it was not possible if you had a boot print, you would have created a path. When they went back to that spot, there was no path at all. That thing just floated right through the Lalang patch. So yeah. many years later, all right, when they, they were sharing this story, that this story they made this round, someone actually came up to the table and said, hey, you mentioned about you having a personal experience uh, seeing this soldier squatting down and moving forward, right? It's not a second, third party, down the line as a, as a hearsay. Mm-hmm. Objection hearsay. No, it's not. You experience it, right? The guy says, yes. He says, thank you. I want to share something with you as well. When oh, he God. was in another separate situation, right? This is not even like people telling the story secondhand to his personal experiences, right? This is a, it's a different guy to the two guys. Guy, that were... Yeah, like years after. So obviously these two guys remembered their experiences. Right? Yeah. He says, I was there for uh, a leap and bound. Right, leap and bounce. You fire. You do. You do the uh, what do you call it? Not um, a tactical movement. Like you go from tree to tree, then you move, then you you, you prone, and you try to uh, assault. Yeah, Jaden, if you're listening to this, help me out here. What is it called? Uh, fire, fire, fire movement. Fire, fire movement. Was it command? And, fire, fire movement. Don't yeah. don't worry about Janan. I've played Call of Duty. I know how army <laughs> people move in real life. Okay, and I think you're correct. That's a tactical <laughs> move, and I have stormed many a base. With that move, my KD ratio. <laughs> so, awesome. Whatever you say is right. So thank you. So he was no, as in was, I won't know any better. So go ahead. Yeah. So he was <laughs> he was proning down, and on his right side, he saw this army man, army boy, in a grey t-shirt with the word army at the back, in green slacks, squatting mm. down, back facing him, cannot see face. This was in the middle of an exercise. Everyone is full battle order, helmet, and everything. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing there? <laughs> so he thought it was one of his uh, camp mates waiting. 
or, or anyone because you must understand when we are pre- training for army in that area it will only be your friends there's not going to be a visitor or a stranger or someone or anyone who, else yeah yeah if the guy is there he's likely to be in your company even though you don't recognize him because everyone's going to be both ahead right so you take a stone and you throw to him hey bro what are you doing why are you facing that side we're all going to go this side right not taking into account that everyone's in helmet long sleeve full battle order mm. with weapon this guy is not but it did not occur to him then right he threw the stone a stone hits something bounce off this thing got up and run towards the the, the lalang again disappearing into it so he was obviously mm. very Can uh, I? yeah i have a question yeah. was there any accidents on that army training ground before of a recruit passing away or yeah. any so this, any real story attached to that area so these two stories that were told to me came from first hand experiences so i'm able to at least uh retell this story with a high degree of accuracy uh of course once you once these stories get out there people are always looking for a reason then you have a thousand and one different variation of people coming in and say yo somebody died during training yeah uh, is that really true that that really happened we don't know but the urban legend is you know somebody must have died there what is it about lalang <laughs> you know because the area, the area has lalang and and that's so so creepy like in, in united states there's this, the stories about you know things that hide in the corn, right? Like the ghost, you know, goes in the corn and disappears. Singapore is different; it's the lalang. So you just got to be yeah, careful about elephant it. Grass. And I tell you what, it's really creepy just to see you know something just go into the into the tall grass and just disappear. And sorry, Sonia, I can't hear a single word you're saying. I, I can hear your mouth. I think it's a technical thing. I can't hear you. So yeah, I think I can, Eugene I can. can. Her, I yeah. can't hear. Her. Eugene, you can hear me. Yeah, I can. Everybody else, can they hear me? Uh, everyone online, can you hear Sonia? Uh, it'll take a 20 second lag before they can reply. Yeah, but how okay. come JDC can't hear me? Yeah, but the soldier in the Lalang, wow, bro. That those are, I think, of all the stories that you've told, those are the those two are the my favorites. I, I just love the visual of it of a guy just yeah. kind of squatting there and then just getting up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like it, I don't like it at all. So you can't even you see his face. Yeah. Why? Why? Why, wow. why is so gripping? Wow. Is because it it's being told by our army boys who are doing who who's out there. So it, it has that degree of realism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a story and, I wanted to share with you guys. But uh, Sonia and uh, uh, JDC, do you guys have anything else to add to this uh, particular topic? Uh, I, 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 to I know... don't know what Sonia's saying, so I'm gonna probably just let her speak. You guys can let me know what she's saying. <laughs> I will try to channel Sonia to you later. Okay. Sonia, <laughs> I was I was my question it remains the same. Was there any uh, any facts behind uh, any deaths in that particular area? Because as stories are passed down, then that could influence what you see out there. Low light conditions, you know, and all yeah. of that. Sonia, so, I think uh, that's that's very rude to say such things about JDC. I I don't think he would appreciate anything that uh, you know <laughs> he's fat and everything. Yeah, I'm sorry, JDC. I, I mean, I had to tell her off. She was talking about how yeah. you lost so much weight, your double chin, and everything. Thank thank you thank you for having my back, Eugene. Yeah, of course. Um, bro. You just can't trust people these days. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, Sonia, about the, 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 about the history of the place. Um, this is no, the so, so I, hmm? I mean. I, 
Lekong, and there are many army training grounds in Singapore as well. A lot of these areas are, hev are heavily vegetated and used to be villages. Like Amakeng, for instance, used to have a village in those mm. army training grounds. So, mm. you know, these the land is old. It goes very far back. It has a lot of history. It, it, it has a lot of energy to these places. I've been in some of these areas and mm. you do get some funny stuff that happens. And, and I, even I can't explain it. I've been in situations where if you don't walk um, carefully, you end up in a well that's as big as a three-room flat. Yeah. So, you know, there's a certain amount of fear going into these places. And of course, preconceived notions of stories and stuff. So, whatever you're yeah. told. And, and the Kong, I've heard so many ghost stories out of the Kong. You remember when we were asking people to submit stories yeah. about their NS days? Yeah. How many stories came out of that? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, stories is always an evergreen, it's classic. But these two stories I've, I've, I've retold, these were first, first person narrative and they swear by it. Again, no reason for them to lie. Mm. Uh, let's go straight to the uh, comment section. Uh, JDC, I probably need you to help me with this because the comments are just coming in quite fast and furious. Uh, I, can I'm you pick not, some I'm of the so comments? That... I can't help with the comments. I'm using my phone, so I can't read yeah. comments. Please read them out. JDC, you take Facebook, I'll take YouTube. Yeah. What? Oh, which one? You want YouTube or Facebook? Okay, no worries. You, oh, oh, you look, there was an interesting on um, YouTube one. I'll, I'll go with YouTube, yeah? So okay. it's by Night Owl. He goes, could be a squatter. Could be a squatter so are there durian trees nearby i have an outsider peeping at me when i was inside a trench in the wee hours of the night next thing i saw he gave me a durian before <laughs> 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 oh so yeah. yes there are stories of and, people and, who and have lucy 79 goes and, and i tend there. to agree with him or her you cannot discount the fatigue element during army exercises now i know especially during and this is um from reading some of those you know, Singapore Army books when I was, you know, the comics when I was very much younger, um, I think in the 90s. And yeah. I know that, that, that when you guys have to dig the trench, yeah, that's a very tiring exercise, right? People fall asleep because you go for out, you can go for like a day or two yeah. without sleep, right? Yeah. People can hallucinate. But two, two, two soldiers hallucinating at the same time during guard duty, that's a bit tougher. And having yep. somebody else years later in another separate incident seeing the same description of that entity, that kind of rules out fatigue already. To, to me. I, I reckon fatigue could explain the second exercise, the, 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 second, the second story, yeah. and not necessarily the first one. And, and the first one, could that be you know someone that was there, but they just didn't recognize who they were? I understand though, like I'm grasping at straws here, forgive the pun, lalang straws. <laughs> but you know, when it I, I I find it quite difficult to to kind of explain away because you're right, you have two people who think they're seeing the same person, and this person just disappears in the bush. It's a military facility, so they're not gonna fuck around when it comes to head counts or who's allowed in that facility. Yeah. So for me, it's a question mark. Who, who is that? I have no no explanation for that. That's yeah. probably the closest you're going to get me to, to come to the, it yeah. must be the... So someone says it could be uh, the Duen one, right? Tukong like, It's You can yeah. only get there by ferry. Tukong. Tukong is tough. Like uh, Ama King and all that, yes, you can have people like walking around, but hmm. in Tukong, it's Tukong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Eh, anyway. used to, 
still has a lot of British bunkers and all that still there. Mm. Yeah, so I can't remember, is it CISPEC or BMT? But I, I remember, I think it's BMT, but it's also held in Tokong. But then again, CISPEC was at one point in Tokong. So now that you ask me the question, I'm a bit I'm a bit hazy, but definitely in Tokong. Uh, Iman Arisa says, I get you been there face-to-face. Oh, this Nisun Camp. Okay, uh, let's move on to your guys' favorite segment. This is, uh, I've got to give credit where credit is due. This is... Kim's very hard work, his pride and joy. He is Mr. Know Your Hantu, taking over from me in the uh, category of the Hantuology. This guy is now the walking <laughs> Wikipedia for all things Hantu. And thanks to you guys who's been requesting, asking, throwing him all these challenges Pakistani ghosts, Korean ghosts. Pakistani ghosts. <laughs> the comments that we are getting from, from fans asking, uh, can we get Kim to research on Pakistani ghosts or oh, oh, the Korean ghosts? And it's, it's, it's hilarious. But uh, Kim is always up to the challenge and he do not want to let any of the fans down. This one is also requested by fans. And let's take a listen to Know Your Hantu. This one is called Kappa. Alvin? Kappa. Last episode of Know Your Hantu, we were in Korea. This time, we're gonna go to Japan. We're gonna talk about Kappa. A Kappa, also known as Kawataro or River Boy, is an amphibious yokai found in traditional Japanese folklore. They are depicted as green human-like beings with web hands and feet, but instead of skin, they have like a turtle shell on their back. These humanoid creatures stand roughly at the height of a 10-year-old kid is said to inhabit ponds and rivers of Japan. Despite their small size, they are said to be physically stronger than a grown man. Kappa are usually described as mischievous troublemakers. From minor crimes such as peeping up women's kimono if they are standing too near to the water, to outright malevolence such as drowning people, kidnapping children, raping women and at times eating human flesh. However, there are writings that mention it is not uncommon for Kappa to befriend humans. Fox mentioned cucumber is Kappa's traditional favorite meal. In Edo, Old Tokyo, there used to be a tradition where people would write the names of their loved ones or family members on cucumbers and send them afloat into the streams to mollify the Kappa to prevent them from getting harm if they happen to meet the creatures. Fun fact, a cucumber-filled sushi roll is known as Kappamaki. Kappa are not entirely antagonistic to human beings. Once befriended, Kappa can perform tasks for its friends, such as helping farmers irrigate their land or help bring them food such as fresh fish. They are also mentioned to be highly knowledgeable about medicine, and legend states that they are the one that taught human beings the art of bone setting. I'm sorry, the art of pawn setting? Bone setting. Bone setting. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, no, no pawn setting, bro. That's but this is Kim you're talking about, you know. I, I, I've. Hmm. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah. Okay. Can you don't hear Sonia? I can hear Sonia. Sonia, I can't hear you now. Oh, now I can hear her. I can see her, but I can't hear her. You correct? Sonia, you might have to uh, refresh. Chua Elaine goes hentai. <laughs> I don't know what hentai is. What's hentai? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Can heard, eat one, right? Can eat one. Yeah, it sounds like a like a like a dish, a delicious dish. Yeah. Um, it's interesting about the kappa though, because yeah. I think the kappa was also 
um, I can't remember it was mentioned, but the um, inspiration behind the Ninja Turtles, I think. Really? Yep. I've read that somewhere. But there's no frogs in uh, Ninja Turtles. There's a turtle and a, a splinter. Yeah, but but the, the, the kappa is also meant to be like a half man, half turtle kind of thing. Spirit. Oh. Okay, Better? Okay. Can oh, you hear me sure. now? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just came in like that. Like a wrecking ball. <laughs> okay. So that is your Know Your Hantu. I know some of you are now asking for Eskimo Hantu. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, gee. It gets weirder oh. and weirder. Yeah. <laughs> now we're doing requests. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> the, the clock says uh, he wants to see a new show called Hantu Hentai Hunters. That can be arranged. <laughs> uh, for you guys who are watching us on Friday Night Live and not sure what other shows that we have on Supernatural Confessions, we sometimes have Hantu Hantu Hunters on Monday where uh, Kim, Elvin, uh, and um, JDC will play a game called Fen... What? Fen... Phas- phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. Because those who have yeah. guts will do investigation. Those who don't play computer games. Um <laughs> It's, it's training, bro. It's training. Training for? For technical support later on when there's an investigation. <laughs> on Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock, uh, Ghost Mortem has came back, season five. So if you like horror stories, like ghost stories, uh, uh, watching movies, and you want to di- dissect and discuss all these horror movies, join us on Tuesday night. Uh, we might have Wei Chichi coming back on Thursday, but we're looking for a co-host. So if you like to co-host with the very beautiful Sonia Kurana uh, on Where is Chichi, where real investigators investigate, uh, you can join her, <laughs> leave a comment, and uh, she she will she will try to uh, chat with you and see whether you guys can have that chemistry to just, be on the show. Together. Just just approach me directly. I, I'm not reading comments right now, but mm. I'm you know you can reach out to me through uh, through Facebook. Or through Eugene, um, mm. my number's not as easily available as yours is. Yeah. But uh, yes, do reach out because I, um, Fiji has stated he would love to come back, uh, maybe once every three weeks or so because of work mm. commitments. Yeah. But we do need a co-host because Wayne mm. is is inundated Busy. with work and a new love life, so he got no time for us. Uh, so if you like to co-host and you want to give uh, give it a shot, uh drop a message to me and uh, say you want to co-host with Sonia and uh, we'll run a, um, a, a casting couch uh, audition and then we'll let you know. Yes. Please. Um, can, I, can you send me the video for, for, for vetting as well? Thank for you, research you. purposes, right? Of course. Always. Always. Well, let's go to our third and final confessions for tonight. Uh, before we go on to the 11.30 featured confession by Hadi J, part two. This one is on botanical gardens. And if we have time, I hope we do, I will tell you a botanical garden story, guys. This one, again, Ooh. is straight up from someone I know who was working there. But before that, let's take a listen to Darkest Hour. Darkest. <laughs> Get it? Darkest. Darkest Hour by Nicole Lee. What's Darkest? Quack, quack. Darkest. Darkest hour. That's duckies. Duckies. It's a. Okay, it's darkest. He's making his darkest alarm. Yeah, must yeah. explain. No, no, more. no. There's no such thing as a darkest. It's duckies. Duckies. I really should not quit my day job. Yeah. Jokes, jokes is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if Sonia's on the panel, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Oh, anyway, darkest hour by Nicole Lee, narrated by Ellie. Ellie, take it away. This is a confession sent in by Nicole Lee, entitled, Darkest Hour. Hi everyone, 
Really enjoy reading everyone's posts on here, and I thought I'd share this experience I had when I was staying in the hall as a freshman three years ago. I had a roommate whom I already knew prior to staying together, and our room was structured in a way such that our cupboards separated my side and her side of the room. So when both of us go to our own beds, we can't see each other. But overall, it is a small room just with a divider in between. There was a night when I had gone to bed and I couldn't tell if I was drifting in and out of a semi-conscious state or I was asleep the whole time and simply had a dream. But I felt like I had people around me. Either in my dream slash dazed state, I believed that I was in the company of some people and I was gonna liken it to the feeling of the time I fell asleep while drinking with some friends in my room. Except, I didn't have anyone over in my room that night and no drinking was involved. I could hear people talking. I felt like I was talking to some people, as if the lights were on and they were sitting around my bed. And in the midst of it, I think I even woke up several times to check the time on my phone. Those times that I woke up, I somehow was still not completely woken up and thought I was with people. The presence wasn't menacing at all, and if anything, it felt friendly, like I was just hanging with a bunch of friends. Eventually, I woke up for real, and when I woke up, I was still smiling from my interactions with those people. At that point, I realized that I was all alone and there was no one around me. There was no sound from my roommate's side of the room, so I assumed she was asleep. All the lights were off too. I can't even begin to explain the shock I felt when I realized that I was all alone because the whole time, it really, really felt like I had people around me. I sat up in shock. Then I checked the time and it was 4am. I was tired, so I just brushed it aside as my imagination and went back to bed. The next morning, my roommate asked me if I slept well. She said she didn't sleep well because she was half asleep the whole night and felt as though there was some kind of commotion in her room. I asked, what? Really? I had the same feeling. I felt like I was talking to people. Did it feel like you were with friends? She said yes, and she didn't want to be explicit about that at first because she knew I was a jumpy person and we had just moved in not long ago. I asked her what time it was when she felt those things, and she said 4am, which was the time that I woke up and checked my phone. This was quite the eerie experience for the both of us, where we experienced the exact same thing at the exact same time in two different sides of the room. But nothing else happened again after that night, thankfully. Do, do, do. <laughs> this this phenomena, guys. Uh, you want to take this, uh, Sonia and JDC? Four o'clock is three. Four o'clock is when I get up. Three o'clock yeah, is when she gets up. I said three, feed. four o'clock. It's around that time. Now, in the story, I heard them say they've moved in. It's a new place. They both got up at about the same time. Both of them did not feel comfortable. Mm. You're in a new place. And, you know, the stress of moving, all of that's going to, it, it's going to wreck with you. It's going to play with you. And not to mention, if you've been having late nights, moving, packing and all that, you've messed with your circadian um, rhythms Rhythm. already. You're not getting enough rest, not getting enough sleep. So, and then you're in a, in a brand new place. You're not going to feel as comfortable as you did in your own house. There's a little bit of a, adjustment period i would say and i would think so getting mm. up three or four o'clock in the morning go toilet 
please don't get on your phone at that time because the light from your phone is going to keep you up. And once you start scrolling your social media, you can forget about going to sleep. <laughs> so even if you even if you do get up, you know, try and go back to sleep. And unless <laughs> you really... you sleeping advice, yeah, don't yeah. be there. You guys need yeah. to have your sleep, guys. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the hantu. <laughs> don't worry water, about it. Have a good pee. Have a sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Go go to sleep. Go to sleep. Unless you want... <laughs> Unless it dis- it really keeps you up. It <laughs> don't look under your bed. How's that? Is that hantu enough? Don't look under your bed. So guys, three <laughs> o'clock witching hour and all that. Be damn. Have a good <laughs> night rest. That's all your <laughs> advice. I'm gonna start giving yeah. random pregnancy advice again, like I did last time. You're just coming up with sleep, sleep health kind of like stuff. Yeah. Sleep Can hygiene. I mean. <laughs> I, I think my my no I said already they they could sorry go ahead no, 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 you were gonna say something yeah I said the I don't know but the whole YouTube okay. hmm. the whole YouTube what YouTube uh discussion has been going on about Eugene's bush Eugene has no bush there is what no bush what 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 the f- I don't get the yeah, context I know like someone I, I I think bush 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 yeah no bush um. Manscaping 101. Okay, yes. We'll, we'll take this offline. Um, for for for, <laughs> for $500, I'll show you an NFT of my bushless... Uh, yeah. Bush. <laughs> so this one, uh, I have a experience in, in Indonesia where I felt the room was extremely crowded. But I was alone there. But in my dream and in this state, I felt that there are people in the room asking me to close my bag. And when I went out, in the middle of the night, I woke up, I just closed my bag because it's just that the, the command in my head was that nagging. Next morning, I woke up. I still remember that I had a dream. Um, and so I went to the bag wondering why is it so important that these people in the room are asking me to close my bag. I opened mm. up the zip and I found talisman because my mom packed my bag and she put talisman inside. So there Whoa. were spirits in the room that did not like it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, I was going to add something else. Sorry, JDC, before you you um, before, uh, take on things, there was just one more thing I want to add about what I've been told. If you get up at that kind of hour, um, it is also a reminder to pray. Someone told me sometimes when you get up at four o'clock in the morning, is. I think she's saying that um, waking up at that time okay, in the never- morning might be a time f- um, for you to pray. Like maybe your body <laughs> naturally pray. falls yes. into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I, I had very little to add to what Sonia was saying because I think Sonia and I were going down the same route, um, which is basically that circadian rhythms, um, especially if you're traveling. So, mm. and, and I think her, I think a discussion about sleep hygiene in one sense is quite important and interesting because I think if you think about what you're watching and what you're reading before you go to sleep can really impact the health of your sleep, as well as perhaps what you're dreaming. So I'm wondering if this person could have experienced something like what they experienced because they were reading something maybe spooky or or something like that before they, they went to sleep. So mm. n- n- aside from, you know, strange feelings of being in a crowded room, yeah. there was nothing really overtly paranormal for me. Yeah, But um, I have been in situations when, you know, you just go into somewhere and you just have a sense of that 
you're mm. not alone, that there are mm. people and things mm. around you. There is very likely a, a psychological or a neurological explanation for that. I'm just not very sure what it is at the moment. Yeah. I, for those I'm of very you lucky who... I sleep like the dead. I'm mm. not going to get up for nothing. Yeah. I, I would definitely not encourage you guys who are on the, um, the borderline of uh, paranormal world where you love to listen to paranormal stories, but at the same time, you're scared of them. I would highly encourage you to listen to what uh, JDC and Sonia have to say so you don't scare yourself. Because what I'm going to tell you uh, is on the other side of the spectrum. Uh, our body, right, uh, I feel we, we can sense spirits. And this can come in the form of goosebumps, uh, discomfort, uh, you know, a, a slight kink in the neck. You know, we, we, we have some signs that if you are in haunted places often enough, you would recognize the signs of your own body. Uh, some people break in cold sweat. Some people have on the right side of the arm. There are signs where it tells you a place is haunted. So for me, when I hear a story like that, and there have been many occasions where we have been in a place and when we do investigation, we say, wow, this room feels very crowded. And it's the same sense, that same feeling that this whole place, just something's just around you. Um, and most times, they don't mean any harm to you. But that means that place is dirty enough. Uh, but for those of you who are not dealing with such things, not going to such places, looking for things, if if you're going to go into a place and scare yourself because of what you hear, <laughs> what we talk about, then I very much suggest um, the advice that Sonia gives you, go and sleep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the, the rationale, uh, reason that JDC tells you, it's probably something else than not the supernatural. But this is one, uh, this is one discussion that there's always going to be a gray area. Is it? Is it not? Mm. Because we can never prove it. But I'll and go with what, what's best for you. And you know, we haven't gone down the EMF route, right? But mm. I'll make a very small comment that research has shown that if you subject different areas of the brain, not to high levels of EMF, but actually um, low levels of electromagnetic frequency, specific areas of the brain, you can have a, a sensed presence, meaning mm. that you can have a feeling that there is something or someone around you. So, you know, there could be the wiring of that place. It could be your head being too close to your phone. It could be a faulty alarm clock that is somehow leaking the electromagnetic kind of field around you. That's that is potentially another explanation. Uh, 100% nice. of you on that, um, JDC. Um, if you guys are, you get the chance to go down to Peace Center, uh, fourth floor, a corner unit, right? That unit, a lot of the tenants say is haunted. Uh, we were in that unit for a short while as well. And every time we're in that unit, we feel very uncomfortable that we are being watched. Uh, and this was also the time where I was moving into uh, doing investigation and I brought my EMF meter. And I turned on the EMF meter in the office. And guess what? It was reading very high, mm. but consistent EMF emission. Yeah. Right? So there's not a ghost. It's a constant EMF emission. It's the aircon duct on the, those... those shopping mall buildings like <laughs> on the rooftop beside the window. So that's creating a lot of, of EMF. And in that office... The condenser units. Uh. But it's, it's, the, it's the shopping mall type. Is the things are spinning. Next time I'll show you a photo. La. It's an old building. So that corner unit, because of the big high EMF, everyone feels haunted. They don't feel comfortable. They feel they are being watched. So yes, so science have managed to prove that. 
And it's another explanation. You, you, since you brought up the sound of the of, of the, uh, the the um, aircon unit, yep. another thing that could potentially explain this might be infrasound, basically very low frequency sound. And again, research has been conducted that shows that infrasound can cause visual hallucinations. It can mm -hmm. also cause a sense of anxiety, of unease, of dis-ease in a room. And mm -hmm. so people could potentially interpret that sense of dis-ease, that sense of unease as a presence in the room. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable. The room is a little bit small. Infrasounds mm -hmm. bouncing off the walls. Jesus, people around me. Yeah. You some people some people are more sensitive than others. To infrasounds, yeah, certainly. Yeah. So we talk about all the scientific part of this thing, but imagine when you feel and a presence in your room and you try to rationalize it only to realize that there's no EMF fluctuation, no ultrasound in your room. So how are you going to explain that experience? Well, anyway, that's for you the guys to well, think about. Just go oh, back no, to sleep. No, no. Go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's four minutes left on the clock. Uh, I'd like to just share with the uh, botanical garden story with you guys. Uh, Ooh, yes. Because today's feature story is on botanical gardens hantu. There's about five stories in there. Three of them are botanical gardens. Two of them is about Hadi J's own home. This story I'm going to share with you is from a high-ranking uh, employee in Botanical Gardens. Uh, she has already left, so her job is not at risk. And she said, Eugene, I just want to share with you, Botanical Gardens is very, very haunted. This is, literally, this is how she talks, okay? Botanical mm -hmm. Gardens is very, very haunted, okay? There are certain places that you just don't go and we don't let people go because bad things always happen these areas and we do want to respect the spirits of that place so we block it off there's one time they were moving this tree from one location to another location i tell you eugene there's a lot of problem the tree cannot be moved okay <laughs> so now i'm going to get serious and use my own voice because it's so serious <laughs> that it caused the death of one of the foremen there was Ooh. a foreman working there they have a, a metal uh container that they stay overnight and every night they can hear clawing marks Blowing sound on the top, uh, crying from the tree. Um, mm -hmm. And when he went out and he went up to the tree and he talked to the tree, he says, hey, please, la, let me let me do my job. Let me do my job, right? And in his mind, when he sleeps, he has dreams to say, don't move my tree or I will kill you. I will kill you. But he says, this is my job. So eventually, he somehow tried to move the tree, uh, chop the tree or to some degree, he didn't move the tree, but it was found out a uh, few weeks later. He had a uh, he committed suicide or he died in his sleep or something to that to that effect. I cannot remember mm. the exact details, but he passed away. Especially when he told his boss, which is this lady who just shared this with me, that there is a ghost who do not want the tree to be moved and his life is in danger. So obviously he says, "Don't talk rubbish. Do what you're supposed to do." And until he passed away in uh, mysterious circumstances. She then decided to take his word seriously, but then it's too late. She went back down. She herself stayed one night. She did not tell me her experience in that one night, but she says, okay, after the incident, we did not, we did not move that tree. I wrote in a letter to say that tree will, will remain there. We will build a path around it. If you go to Botanical Gardens and you see there's a path that somehow just meanders away around a tree in a very odd manner that it's not in line with like any architecture design, that's the particular tree we're talking about. Oh wow! I I'm now one. I'm really curious as to what experience she had when she stayed in that in that unit. Did, did she not want to share with you? Was she uncomfortable? Very uncomfortable to share. Like, ah, I don't want to talk about it. Don't remember it. 
okay. And that's just one character. Uh, obviously, we heard from the news and the rumors that there are a lot of people sharing stories. But again, I'm always looking for that first-hand experience, right? And Hadi yeah. J's story today, he used to work there as well. And he talks about the Potiana in the tree. He talks about Orang oh, Bunyan oh. in the place. Now, Botanical Gardens is 163 years old. It's UNESCO heritage okay. site. It's old. And in any way mm-hmm. where there's nature and spirits, you can bet your last dollar that it's going to be protected by something. A pungudu. A pungudu. pungudu. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, 11.30. Uh, let's us uh, say goodbye. Um, any, any last just, words? Just be- Steve? I, I do, actually. Just before we go, I would like to thank um, the guys and the gals who bought us a coffee tonight. Um, and since last um, Friday as well. So I have a Nick W, Lucy79, CC Co, Ramesh, and Shamla Puchis. Thank you so much. We will drink all the coffees that you have presented to us. Um, and again, for all of you guys who have tuned in tonight, thank you so much for your support. We do this. I was having a conversation with Eugene. We do this because we love it. And any support that you show us, monetary or even your presence on the show tonight, Thank you so much. Yeah. And my name, my name is Jody Cotter, and I always say there are always more questions than there are answers. Answers, answers. And since can you guys hear Sonia? If you guys can't hear Sonia, I'm just gonna try to channel her in. Yeah, channel her. Hi, my name is Sonia Karana, and as with most things, there must be there might be a super rational expi- uh, explanation for most things. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) She's down there like, I'll get you. Anyway, my name is Eugene Tay and um, you can hear bumps at night or scratches outside the window and remember, most of these things have a very simple explanation. It must be the hantu. All right, good night, everybody. We'll see you guys <laughs> next Friday. For now, go straight to Supernatural Confessions YouTube. I'll drop the link on uh, Facebook and wherever. Uh, Hardy J's confession on Botanical Gardens haunting stories that the public don't know about. All right, good night, everyone. See you guys next week. What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural. Confessions.